Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing terrific, Todd. Great to be back. Uh, you know, just you and I doing the show. I know um, Wednesday we we had quite a quite a group. Yeah, I think that's probably uh, that's probably <laughs> about the most we've ever had on the show at one time. I I think on on stage, I think we had like I think we've had like five or six or I guess live on stage. So. So, but it's good to be back. Just you and I. Yep. I got a little confused in early on in the show. I thought our coordinator was part of this show. (laughs) I kept saying, Hey, how come you haven't said nothing? And then I kind of clued in. I'm like, Oh, he's, he's just the coordinator for (laughs) podcast. Right. Exactly. But that's okay. But uh, he gave his his comments a little bit, which is good. Hey, Rob, (laughs) did you get your ears lowered? I did. I I knew you were going to say that. I just knew (laughs) the exact word. You know, I think I it's was a fully anticipated. Oh, good. Well, your haircut looks yeah. good. You must have had like five inches taken off. I did. I did. It was getting a little <laughs> shaky, Todd. I agree. I agree. Well, that's. <laughs> but it just speaks to how well I know you, right? <laughs> From the standpoint of us being together for so long, <laughs> because both of us have had haircuts over the years, right? Yeah. And we've we've definitely lowered our ears very much. <laughs> Quite a few times. Yeah, this one's pretty dramatic, though. You were looking pretty shaggy dog there for a while. So, well, you know, it's the whole <laughs> COVID thing, right? Yeah, Just don't don't get out and get your hair cut. Self cuts are not a not a pleasant. Uh, thing. Uh, that's my self evidence. Why I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we may have some of the podcast awards folks joining us. We tweeted it. I don't know if any of you are here or not, but um, if you are, I think you're over on the podcast awards Facebook page. Um. If you're not subscribed to the show, this is a great place to get insights on podcasting. You go over to newmediashow.com and just hit subscribe. But I think uh, for their benefit, um, I will start the show out talking about the podcast awards, the nomination process this year and everything. So um, we had a significant number of folks register, participate this year. I think it was about... 800 shows, I think, is the total. And uh, maybe not that many, but somewhere in there. I I actually don't even go in and look at the list anymore. Um, One category we're going to drop next year is the government category. I only had four entrants this year. So, um, and and we actually had fifth, but the fifth show didn't garner any votes at all. (laughs) They didn't even vote for themselves. So, so next year we're going to drop the government category and replace it with something else so if you have ideas uh i'm open to a new category for next year so that'll be something we'll replace but what really blew me away was the participation rate this year on the um on the website and you you never know how many listeners are going to participate how many shows they're going to actually look at because sometimes a listener comes in just vote for one show and it's the show that basically, hey, the podcaster said, hey, go in and vote for my show. And we, we really want that to be a much bigger, uh, especially in the not early nomination phase. You've got, you know, maybe 50 shows, 60 shows in a category, sports or whatever. And if they vote for, and, you know, and, and we don't give them any guidance, we don't tell them what they have to do. But this year, um, on average, the listener nominated six shows. So out of, yeah, it's really good. And uh, that number's up uh, from previous years. So that, 
gives me a, a warm and fuzzy there. Uh, close to half a million listeners came in and, and nominated. So um, that is another big number this year. Yeah. But yet we had shows that made the slate that only acquired maybe 120 votes. So there was a, some spread, obviously, in some categories. You know, some categories don't garner a lot of attention, like arts. And, you know, right. certain categories are a little, you know, a little thinner in the number of nominees and a little thinner on voting. Or some categories are heavy on voting. Um, the TV, not TV, but the um, which category I was going to talk about um, the the category in uh, storytelling and drama, uh, heavily, 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 heavily represented in shows, TV and film, heavily represented in shows, sports always heavily represented. Of course, every show gets to be in the uh, Adam Curry's podcast choice award. The the People's Choice, that category, everyone gets to be in that category that registers. Big number of international shows that made the slate this year. Um, good. good, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Great to see that. But what's yeah. interesting is English-spoken foreign shows. Had some K-pop shows, and, and I said, let me if I can find one of them and bring it up. I don't want to influence the voting here. Um, matter of fact, I probably shouldn't say anything, but there's, there's a number of, uh, shows that were, I was kind of like, what, who's this? And loaded their homepage up and looked at their shows and, uh, was kind of blown away. I just, whoa, this, this show's got a fan base, um, shows that I would have never expected. Um, one thing I did see that really shocked me was um, the number of shows that ha nary have a subscribe link on their webpage at all. It was, on the, uh, you go through these, if you load every nominee page right. and look at the number of shows that do not have a way to subscribe to their podcast, I, it shocks me that they, they made the slate. So that tells me maybe the need to have all those subscribe buttons isn't as big as it used to be. Well, do they have subscribe buttons in the, in the web players? Uh, Just some, not on the website? Some of these podcasts, I found no web player. No web players. So you couldn't listen to the audio at all? Not, not at all on the website. Not at all. Hmm. Which wow. that, I mean, and it was a lot of shows. No web player whatsoever. And a number of shows made Spotify their homepage for their show. Some shows had Spotify only, didn't even have Apple Podcasts listed on their website, only Spotify. Yeah, I've seen a lot of podcasts using the <laughs> Spotify web players and things like that. On yeah, I didn't see very. Now. Again, yeah. everyone can kind of go through, and we've got a link. If you go to the podcastwars.com website, there's a little arrow. If you click on, you know, I would recommend every person, well, let me load them all up. The ones that made the people's choice. Let me load those pages mm -hmm. and we can just uh, go through them and I'll have them all loaded so that we can, you know, equally look at each one. Right. And see what they're doing. Right? Yeah. So here is Derek and Romaine. Um, 
you kind of look at the front page here and you don't really know how to get the show. There is a how to listen button tab. And then if I go to this show, how did I get here with JD of day six as listen on Apple? Well, I'm not showing you that's dumb. So let me go back to Derek and Romaine. So here's their landing page. And you just kind of look at it and it says they, they got a thing on here, ways to listen. So you can load that. Right. And another thing too, some of these websites are dreadfully slow, dreadfully slow. Uh, yeah. And podcasters need to start paying attention to that. How did I get here with uh, JD? I listen to Apple Podcasts, listen on Spotify, listen on Google Podcasts. And really very plain Jane landing site. Um, another show, K-pop day back show with Eric Nam again, uh, two interesting that made it into the people's choice. Again, three ways to subscribe right on the front page, just the landing page only. If we look at outlander cast, mm -hmm. you, you just basically, it's just basically says, listen now. Right. And what happens when you click on, when you click now. on that, you can go down and you can find the shows, but it, now let me go to, I'll, I think it, here's YouTube. Let me click the third way. See, it takes me three clicks to get to a player. And no one's going to click three clicks to get to a player on a website. Right. So let's go to the fourth. Here's one. Play, watch, listen. Play it right on the front of the website. But only thing here is Twitter, RSS feed, Spotify. And go to the YouTube channel. There's no, there's no way to subscribe on Apple. Right. So here's another one. Uh, Stacy Croder, I probably pronounced her name wrong. Podcast recaps. And okay, so I'm looking over here: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, where's that link go? That goes to Spotify. So if I click on that, it takes it to her Spotify page. Oh, couldn't, couldn't find that find podcast. podcast. Yeah, so it broke a link on our website. So and, is that the the podcast link at the top of the page? Is that is? Well, here's one that says podcast. And it just again, so let's look at a uh, a podcast episode. Right. No 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 way. Okay. No okay, player. It said play down there. It says listen. Yeah, now watch this. Watch where this takes full, you. Full episode. Watch where this takes you. Takes you to the Apple Store. Well, that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing, but but yeah, why? Well, yeah, well, I mean, I think yeah. it's better to have the have a web player embedded yeah. there, right? Then we go to Talking Pops. So right. latest episode at Icons Christmas Vacation. Let me go ahead and load this. No player again. None. And let me go see and browse episodes. Where does this take me? Oh, no. That's, there's a player on that page. Go back. Oh, there is. On that yeah. page, there is. Yeah. <sighs> I missed it. A, right. Well, it's kind of faded into the back. But if I go to this, let me go back to this episode page. It's there. Is there a player on this? Oh, yeah. it is. It's up there faded in. Barely see yes. it. I would have missed yeah. it. So. Well, I think Maybe it didn't load. 
potentially. I think it was a slow load, I think is what it was. So let's go to fantasy footballers. They always do a good job. Their website's always, you got it right here. Listen, and it's on Apple Podcasts. You got uh, it's Spotify, on YouTube. YouTube too, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, YouTube. Well? Yeah. yeah. So it's a video and audio, right? So it's it sure. both. And then we go over here to the Tableau podcast. See three of these shows made right. the, made the top 10. Um, again, same type of, of lineup. And then finally, Callie and Jeff, you got to listen now. Okay. Well, what happens when you click on that? Listen now, but. Let's, Let's look at it. It does. Oh, it takes me to a megaphone episode player. Right. Yeah. So it takes okay. me to the megaphone website. It takes you off their brand. Here you've got this show that's built this great brand and you take people away from your website. This to me is all very bizarre strategies for podcasters. They've invested the time in websites mm -hmm. and then they just really, so it just shows you Rob that the, Podcasting space is changing and there are no rules. People are doing all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So traditionally where I would think people would want to have their episode, because if, if you look at Google bounce rates, you know, if, if you're one of these hosts, I encourage you to look at your Google web stats and see how many people make it beyond the first click of your web page. People aren't going to click three times. So if, if these shows are doing great already. Right. I mean, Todd, I, I think you've been seeing these kind of things for, for, for a long many, time. many years. Long time. This is not a, Nothing. not a new phenomenon. Nothing new. Yeah. So I think it's an education thing. It's also understanding how to connect with web visitors. I just don't think that there's a, there's a. Now. There's a deep understanding widespread yeah. across the industry about how, what's the best practices. No, and, and most of them probably don't care about their, a lot of these folks don't care about their websites and they're doing okay, obviously. Like well, I so, guess if they show up high in the search results, that's probably all they care about, right? I would imagine yeah. so, yeah. And if, I can also see it if you spend a lot of time putting web players, embedded web players into your website, if you ever want to change hosts, it does cause a problem. Um, and that may be a, I don't know if people are thinking about that. I don't know, but I, I can definitely see that as a complication for many shows that I work right. with. If they have a, a deep archive, they put web players on their website for all their episodes. Change hosts, you got to go in and change the web players, right? And that's yep. a lot of labor. But but I do agree, Todd, that that putting uh, a player on your landing page, homepage, is is important, or yeah. at least give them a button to click to say, listen now or something like yep. that at the very least. Right. So, so Dan, uh, the podcast award has been around for 15 years. Uh, I run it. Yep. Um, so it's the original podcast awards. Um, it, if you haven't heard about it, then you, you just search for podcast awards. We're the first, first search results. Um, right. So, yeah, we'd love to have more shows participate, but, uh, you know, there is a registration fee to small registration fee of $25 to participate. We haven't right. had a lot of corporate sponsorship in the past this year, even our podcast sponsor, maybe we'll have a few podcast sponsors come in now that want to be, you know, get the exposure from it. Cause this page gets, you know, half a million page views a month. So 
Todd, I, I mean, you guys are providing websites to your hosting yeah. uh, folks. Yeah. How are those pages? I mean, can you pull up one, one of those yeah, pages? Let me go over. Just, just kind of show people what, what, what you guys are doing. So let me, sh- let me show you. Okay. Here's a, here's, here's the podcast legends. This is right on a, one of our free, right. free WordPress sites. We provide podcasters. Right. And what you're doing here is you're, you're putting the episodes right, right up. Absolutely. I mean, where they land when they go to your website. You don't it's have like a blog, right? Yeah, I mean, it is a blog. Really? It's but, a blog format. But you don't have to. You can make no. a landing page. You can design this sure. any way you want. You can make a landing page be a, a single page and then have right. these sub pages right. somewhere else. We don't limit the, this is how yeah. I chose to do it. And I think what's happening is, is that people are, are seeing these, what originally started, WordPress started out as kind of like a, a blog website platform, right? So people are taking that technology and they're creating probably less of a blog experience more of a website. Right, 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 right. So they're layering on these high, highly graphic uh, yep. landing pages as their homepage and they're keeping it very minimalistic, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to make it very visual and that could create a slow load time too because they got large images. Yep. Um, they probably don't have deep metadata on their homepage which could impact their SEO. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of things that I think people are looking at websites more from an aesthetic perspective and less from a practical um, source of metadata for Here, discovery. Here's the right. thing. People give, okay. Right. You record your show for your audience. Your website and the information you put on it right. is He's purely, is purely for Google. Right. right. It's purely for Google because right. What you want, okay, so let me, let me just copy this. They'll see where I, where I show up in the Google result. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm the first result. TikTok is offering refunds for ad campaign. So I, I am. Each one tag is what they call I, it. I, I am the right. first result on that page. And people go, oh. TikTok's offering refunds for ad campaigns. I want to know more about that. They land on this page. They're going to look at this article for about three seconds. And maybe they're going to look over and say, holy shit, this guy's got a podcast. Huh. Okay. I like tech. Let me go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And that's all I'm trying to do <laughs> is, is in a percentage, a small percentage, a percentage of a percentage will subscribe, but of, over of conversion of over, but over 15 years, that's significant. And that's not a podcast episode. That's a, just a regular article. Yeah. Just text. Right. Just, just a text article. Whereas, you know, I probably didn't write a great headline on this. Intel got hacked. Idiots. I put, should, probably should have put an explanation mark there. So am I going to show up as Intel got hacked? Probably not. If I, if I do this, let me see if I, if I, if I, if I show up. Yes, I am number two in the search result. Intel <laughs> number two. Okay. That is a podcast episode. People well, are going to, yeah, I, I ranked well, higher than ZDNet. 
I mean, Todd, let's be clear what that is. What, what, what that is, is an H1 tag right. at the top of your webpage. Right, 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 right. So if you're building a landing page, that title tag on that page has to be in the H1 tag. But remember, that's, but, but, that's what Google looks but remember, Rob, it's, there's more rules than that. This is a page with lots of articles, but there's, there's multiple H1s on this page. But I don't care about, I care about Google ranking this page, the page where the article originates. Right. And when they, when, and when they do that, and we're kind of getting off the topic here, but when they do that, this is an H1. This is all lined up and it follows the Google rules so right. that as it goes down, it's structured correctly. and what, how am I rewarded? Intel hacked is, is the I rated higher than CDNet, TechRadar, Security Boulevard, which Wired.com, another article from Engadget. So on this, on this search term, Intel got hacked. So what is the value? The value is 100 people are going to come to that page. They say, oh, Intel got hacked. They're going to hear about that because they did. They got hacked and they had right. proprietary data and people that interest are going to type in Google, Intel got hacked. And I'm number two search results. Google says I'm the authority on that. Boom. They come to my page and they come to my page. They read my article and they say, oh, this guy's got a podcast. Click. They, they've subscribed. So I, 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 I can talk an hour from this. We don't have to. So right. it's cool right. if you're a podcaster and all you're worried about is creating a podcast and you don't care about the metadata being found right. and you were a big name and you've grown 50,000 listeners, you probably don't care. Word of mouth is going to grow that show. Right. But if you've got 100 listeners and you want 50,000 listeners, what, listen to what the hell I'm saying. No. <laughs> And it's not going to, you can't do it in one year. And it's called uh, organic search too, right? It's, yeah. It's not, it's not stuff that you have to pay for. But, and, and here's the beauty about this. There's 50, okay, let me go to my dash. Let me, let me go to my dashboard and I'll tell you exactly how many posts are in my system. All posts. Don't even, there's 14,000. 860 posts. 8,000 of those were done by me. 14,860 over 15 years. That's that's a lot of places to be found in Google. That's a lot of places to be found in Google. But if you do two, three posts a week, plus your podcast, that's four a week. And then you multiply that out by how many weeks are there in a the year? 50 weeks, 50 weeks in a year, 54 weeks, whatever it is. What's our number? 48, 50? I don't even know. 52. 52. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm, I'm just a, I'm, so 52 times four is 200 link, 200 posts in your website. And if you don't cut and paste and you write original content and you learn how to write a good first paragraph, you will build authority. You will buy, build Google authority. You don't build authority on day one. Right. And you write good headlines. I'm always telling my team at Blueberry, hate this headline, wrong headline, wrong headline. You didn't get a good headline. And well, it's not about the article. I said, it's the headline 
that right. encompasses the first paragraph of the body of the content that Google looks for. Right. So if you have a website with just this pretty landing page, it looks beautiful, but it's doing nothing for you. It's like being in the newspaper business, Todd, in some ways, right? Yeah. It's those, it's those headings, titles at the top of the article is what people yep. get gravitate, gravitated towards. So, and I think yeah. you really have to, have to really think about your episode title and your, what you use on your website. Gimlet. Yeah, those are important. Gimlet yeah. took all their shows and pointed them at Spotify. They're trying to depreciate the Gimlet landing pages completely. There is a concentrated effort by Gimlet. They've been told you will push people right. to, to Spotify. Spotify. Right. You, will, you will depreciate everything that right. Gimlet's doing. You will, not, you will not embrace people finding this show on Google and going to a landing page. You will push them to Spotify. On the other hand, CBS has four entrants this year. On every one of the CBS entries, I had to go look for the landing page for their show and adjust their entry because somebody that registered the CBS shows put in CBS.com. Right. And not the link to the shows. Right. You know, so. And also this year, hey, it's been a while. We had some cheaters this year. <laughs> we did. We do. I'm the, I, in, in my dashboard, which I can't show you, we have this assessment score. And this assessment score, um, 99% of all the entrants and all the nominations score in the high 90s, 91, 92, 93, 94, right. some as high as 98. It means that they have passed 10 of our checks. We check this, check this, check this, check this, do a cross-check of this and that, cross-check of all the nominees, and they get this assessment right. score. Well, five shows that would have made the slate had assessment scores in the 10% range. <laughs> what were they doing wrong? I won't say, I won't say, but you know, the five hours of effort that those shows, and we think they're all kind of related maybe together. Those, the five hours worth of effort for each show was right. time you'll never get back because you will, you've been banned for life. You're, you're done with us. I, I will have, I will register those shows, names, URLs, everything. It goes in a blacklist. They will not ever be able to participate again. It, you know, so. <laughs> must have done something really good. Oh, uh, you know, no, they didn't. They, 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 they did something basic. And that's what, yeah. that's what uh, One Technologies, Tim Morris over at One Technologies, he's the one that goes and validate. Because I said, I, um, I went through and we're, you know, he's basically got the results. And I said, okay, we've got five shows here that in voting rank should have made the slate, but I see they've got, uh, a, a, you know, basically assessment score of 10%. I said, so we walked through each of those. What did that show do? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, well, he said, let me, let me read the log file to you. <laughs> Cause we have a log file of all these incidents. Right. And, uh, he said, this is what they did. I'm like, Hmm. Okay. I said, yep, they're out. So, um, hmm. <laughs> I, I don't even want to say because, well, here's, here's creating a hundred Gmail, a uh, creating a hundred Gmail accounts is not going to help you. <laughs> 
Hmm. <laughs> that does sound interesting. Yeah. Uh, w- w- Sean, I haven't had it happen for a number of years. We'll probably let them know. And uh, again, this is the first time I, this is actually the first time I've had a show that we've had to, uh, five shows we had to disqualify in, in a long time. And we're, we're very, very careful about doing that because we, we want to make, that's why we reviewed every show and we said, okay, what, what were they doing? And, uh, you know, the log file was, it was evident um, that someone was very desperate to make this late and went to a lot, and like five hours on each show of work. <laughs> oh. um, so they will have so known what, they didn't make this late. What were the, or what was the most popular um, nominated category? Oh, let me look. This year. <sighs> Just curious on that. Yeah. Let's see here. Comedy is always pretty big. Well, it's such a big bucket of, I mean, what's the. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, there's a lot of shows that can just use that category, even though they're yeah. not really common. Business right. was big. Um, education was medium. Games and hot. Well, I, I don't have a straight list. I'm just doing some comparisons here. Health was huge this year. LGBTQ is huge this year. Mm-hmm. Religion is always probably the one of the biggest, but I think this year, let me look here. Yeah, between society and storyteller and society and culture and, and storytelling drama, those were definitely the two biggest. I would say that... Um, Story tra- storyteller and drama was the biggest category. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Now let's say for garnering votes. Well, I can't say that because a lot of these made it into the made it into the um oh that's interesting. Yeah, are you seeing a lot of the uh, larger media companies start to get involved or are you seeing um, mainly me- indies uh, megaphone was participating cbs was participating um espn participated i don't know if it was their individual show hosts that registered or not um but mostly indie mostly well that makes sense yeah mostly indie but you know cbs garnered four nominations this year so Just look through the nominated list and you can go through and see which are indies and which are which are not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go up here and I can kind of tell. Hmm. And what's interesting is is that I can see how many nomin- nominations the um top shows got. I know who won their categories. We never announced that though. Right. In fact, we, we don't even talk about who, what the bottom number was because it just, it just causes consternation and, um, we didn't have any ties this year. I've had ties before. So when we have ties, we have to go to secondary data. Um, so I didn't have any ties per se, uh, in the nomination phase, but 
one thing that will always ring out, the biggest shows will not win the final vote. The ones that garnered, because what we do is now I've got a uh, 5,000 podcast, no, 5,000 listeners, uh, 500 podcasters. And then t- I'm, I'm allotted 250 people to say, yes, you can go vote if you want to. And we, we have to garner um, 4,000 listener votes. We have to garner 250 podcaster votes. And then a, a half of the percentage of the people that I invite in, if I don't get that many, if I look like I'm not going to hit 4,000 total participants that come in that they've said they want to, part- and we randomly pick from those people that participated in the first phase, if we don't get to 4,000 votes, that's where I've kind of figured out where it has to be by about the 15th. If it doesn't look like we're trending there, I'll add another 2,500 voters to the pool to make sure we get above 4,000 votes. Um, gotcha. And we want 4,000 votes in each category. Right. And I won't pick people from the specific category, but I will send a note saying, hey, please review the shows, vote in those categories you feel comfortable voting in. We don't force them to vote in every category. Right. Because sometimes somebody just doesn't know about a show. If they're, if they're uh, maybe they listen to, to some sort of culture show or some sort of LGBT show, they may not listen to a tech show and we don't necessarily want them just voting for, mm-hmm. for, for tech and just picking somebody. Oh, that's a good question. How do you think the tech category is doing these days? Is it, is it still fading like it was I, for, I think so. for many years? Yeah, I think is it's it? fading. Yeah, I do. I think it is. It's not fading. It's just. It's not garnering no, a lot of attention like nope, it used to. Nope, right? nope, nope. And matter of fact, it was probably, from a registration standpoint, one of the thinner categories. Mm-hmm. Of course, shows I'm, you know, I, my shows and shows I'm associated with can't participate. So right. I can't put Geek New Central in or anything like that. So, and it, it probably, and from a vote standpoint, it probably was the tightest category of spread. Um, so it's interesting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about the, the origins of this, this medium it, it was definitely heavy on the tech yeah and it and then over the years it's kind of faded because people it's almost like you know why would i mean it's almost like we're basic infrastructure now yep. right the, yep. the technology has kind of become is disappearing into the fabric of uh culture and society is what it is what's happening more and more uh people aren't thinking about tech as much anymore so and and that's probably a good trend right mm-hmm. or is it a trend or showing us that technology is just integrating into just the fabric of human existence and yeah. people aren't really that uh, focused on it in- anymore. It just, it's there. You know, so. and we're not, it, it's just be, we're not advancing as fast as we were. The, the, the actual tech tech is advancing still at a rapid rate, but you know, when people are mostly, but people don't care about it. Though, no, right? it's, it's a web where it's the web is the web. And your phone is your phone and mobile apps. That's, you know, that's the existence of, and then you have hardcore people that are doing, still doing Linux and, yeah. you know, that those groups in, you know, specific coding shows that are always garner right. huge numbers. Right. Right. For a certain community. Yeah. It's, for a certain community. It's, it's very niche. Yep. Um, 
and I do wonder about what the future of the web is. I mean, I, I, I think this bifurcation that we live in between apps and, and the web, I just, I have a hard time seeing it last the test of time. I, well, it just, I, I think people are waking up and it's a certain segment of the web that is waking up. It's those that are being silenced. Those that are being ghosted. Those that are being, um, suppressed. And in, let me just be frank about saying that word. It's just not, it's just not conservatives that are being suppressed. It is people of color that are being, their words being suppressed. It's, it's a wide spectrum of voices. I'm very strong, strongly opinionated about this. And this is why I love podcasts. Right. You can't be devoiced. And the mainstream media, Facebook, Twitter, and all these groups, they say they don't, they say they right. don't devoice people. It, it's, it's, right. a, it's an absolute lie. Their systems do. Right. If you don't fall within a spectrum for them, right. if, you're not in the, if you're not a little bit right, a little bit left, you're good. But if you are a little bit more right and a little bit more left, your 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 information is suppressed or is it more based on fact versus misinformation it's, it's not even that it I, I you just watch okay have you seen have you seen on any mainstream tv have you seen on facebook have you mm-hmm. seen anything of the violence that is happening in portland probably very little but yet you go on TikTok, or you go on mm-hmm. podcast and you're seeing stuff that you'll never see anywhere else or, and it's not just that side, it's the other side too of stuff that has right. been shadow banned. It's outside of community guidelines. So voices are being silenced and in podcasting and the beauty of podcasting is you can also do video podcasting. I don't think that the voices are being silenced in the Uh, podcast. No, 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 no. Don't not in the podcasting space, but, but everywhere else they're being silenced and people always associate these terms of shadow banning, ghosting, all this stuff to conservatives. It's not, it's not just conservatives. It's, it's a diverse group of voices that are being silent. And people look at me funny when they say that, because guess what? Those that are silenced are silenced. Yeah, but how are they actually doing that? Good question. Uh, that's what's what's the mechanism that you're seeing that's causing that? The only thing I'm seeing is content's being taken down because it's deemed as un, untruthful or inaccurate or content's false. being taken down all the time because it doesn't meet someone's community guideline standard. Right, which is typically deemed or it says on the website it's well, misinformation or it's incorrect. It or just taken down for doesn't meet community guidelines. So I, people don't believe it. It's happening. This is why yeah. podcasting. So here's okay, here's yeah. if you say, Todd, you're crazy. That's not happening. No, no, no if and, and please say that. So ninety percent of the audience, crazy, please tell Todd. me I'm crazy. great. Start a podcast. <laughs> Start a podcast. Right. Because whatever I say doesn't matter. I could be the I could be off in Looney Tunes yeah. and run into conspiracy theory. It's it's whatever I say. Yeah. Start a podcast. You can't be devoiced. 
really, Todd, <laughs> my, my question prior to that was more about where do we see technology trending? Oh, uh, well, it goes. Is, ba- is yeah. the is the World Wide Web and the Internet something that's going to be succumbed um, to mobile experiences as you look to the future? I mean, both of us have desktops, right? Yeah. Both of us. I think there, there's a large set of people in the world that don't have desktops. Absolutely, computers, they don't, don't have a laptop. You They're look at, doing everything on their mobile phones. Absolutely. Right? So that's why. That's why today. And let me show you a little trick here. <laughs> That's why today, let me uh, switch my, my view. This is why Google, when they look at your, look at your webpage. Yeah, that's how they're looking. They are ranking it like this. You have to be mobile ready. Or this is mobile response. Well, mobile ready, they, mobile responsive. You, you, this has you. You have to. This is how they score. They don't score your website when Google ranking engine or Google search engine comes through. It doesn't. They don't look at this. Right. That's not how they rank. And for those of you listening, what I have done is I've taken my browser and I've squeezed it down as tight as I can to give you a mobile view. Right. And this is what every podcaster should do too. They should take their page and look at it on a mobile device and say, is this a good experience? Am I going to, and look at the, look at the score you get from Google for being mobile ready. Don't, don't even worry about the desktop score. <laughs> the desktop yeah. score is that's not how your page is ranked. But Todd, my question is related to that, but yeah. only from the standpoint that, that, um, do we see browsers along run going away and that same experience that right. we just saw right. right now in web app uh chrome and right. google are big on progressive web app right and i think that you know and what the goal of this is is to create one experience right not this uh, bifurcation a unified what they want and websites yeah right. what they want you to do is to do a unified experience so as an right. example and again, for those of you that aren't watching, if you go over to geekincentral.com, people often ask me, why is your Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, TuneIn, Android, Stitcher button so big? Well, right. it's big because we're following the Google spec for a right. mobile experience so right. that and when some big fat finger, big fat finger to... can hit right. that button right. and actually do something with it. And right. if I change the size of that button, guess what happens? My page rank score goes down. If we, so people are people say, well, that's too big. Well, you're doing it for the mobile user. You're not doing it for the browser user. I mean, it still works for the for the browser sure, user sure. on on a desktop, and it looks fine. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> I'm an old school. I am too. So the web definitely is going mobile and that's why with our private internal podcasting product, we, we built a, a progressive web app. It looks just like being in an app when you're, when you're on the site, has all the functionality so that you can load the Android app, you can load the iOS app, but you can be on the website, log in, authenticate everything there. And it's the same experience as being on an, an app. Because we right. know most people are going to come into the website with their phone. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Todd, if you look at us, you know, and listeners, you know, 
it, it probably helped for them to understand where we come from. I mean, I started out in the career perspective in with technology as a search engine marketing consultant. Um, <laughs> that's that's where I started uh, working in this career. It was before I did podcasts. And before I worked for companies like Microsoft or whatever, I just helped small businesses get found in, um, you know, all the search engines that were available back in the, in the late nineties. And so that was, that kind of, you know, and Todd is very much, you know, part of that experience as well, um, because he got started early in this too. And, and how important search engine discovery was in the early days of this medium. And I, you know, and that's kind of the. The thing that you're hearing from Todd here is that it's still important, right? And I think a lot of people lose sight of that because they get very focused on, you know, proprietary platforms and they get focused on their own apps, you know, and people are shifting the focus away from, from Google a little bit and, and driving people to, you know, these big platforms. Um, it's a little bit like what we experienced, Todd, uh, with AOL in the early days, right? Yeah. I mean, are we... Hitting back to uh, <laughs> AOL experience again. Well, right? that that would be Facebook, right? So, right. I, I so I think this there's an important thing to for me to follow up from what you just said. Yeah, I'm all about personal self-serving stuff with my own website because I know that without my website that my sponsor GoDaddy would quit very quickly if I was not able to drive traffic to them by getting new listeners to my show and doing conversions. I'd be without a sponsor. And I've held that right. sponsor now for 15 years. And, and I'm GoDaddy's very much focused on driving people utilizing their website. That's right. Using right. their products and services and so forth. They're a sponsor of my show. They have been since June of 05. And I've kept them consistently. Right. And they write me a nice check every month. And, and for me, I... I I have to feed the beast. I will never stop blogging because I understand the value in that. And I also understand strategies to keep sponsors happy, but it, right. it's part of a, a bigger piece. The, the website is just one thing, right? but I make sure that everything, and we've talked about this a hundred times on the show. I, the, the one thing I do, and I don't do it very well for new media show. I don't have the same stake in building what I've done at Geek News Central on new media show, or I'd have much more extensive show notes and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we expect the podcasters word of mouth. It's a little different strategy. But for Geek News Central, everything I do feeds the beast. And this is why with CES being gone this year, I'm thinking, how am I going to, that, that's accountable to me for right. six to seven million page views on my website. How do I replace that? Mm-hmm. Now, right. what do I, what do I page for the, pay for those six to 7 million page views? I pay in going to the show, doing the content, doing the post-production, spending 20 grand to get those 6.7 million views on the website to grow more listeners and keep, keep this machine running. In some ways, I would, the immediate thing came to my mind is create your own virtual event. Todd. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. But at the same yeah. time then, um, and this is just for my podcast, I, and, and I do all this other stuff. Right. And I don't have a massive, massive audience at Geek News Central. I have a, enough audience to keep the sponsor happy. Right. And the. So every podcaster has to decide what they want to do themselves, where they want to go. And I'll, 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 if they decide that they just want a landing page, 
with their picture on it and three subscribe links, that's great. And if they're having success, that's great because maybe their name, maybe they have the PR firm. But I almost guarantee you that the average podcaster needs to, first of all, the majority of new podcasters have no, unless they come from the space, have no authority in the subject matter they're talking about. Nice. Or maybe they have a county or two counties. or three, Maybe they're known in a small region of areas as being a subject matter expert on a topic. Maybe you're a financial advisor and you've got 100 clients. Well, outside of your regional information, people don't know you from Jack. So you have to build your cred. You have to build your authority and bring good guests and have good content and have information on their website. But this is why people that have established businesses that add a podcast to it are always successful because they have an established place, established brick and mortar or whatever. Most podcasters don't. And I guess I've gotten to the point now where I used to beat this into people's head and I'm done. (laughs) I'm done beating it in their head. If you want a Twitter page or an Instagram page and that's it, and you want a Facebook page, landing page, more power to you. And when you're ready to build your show, come talk to me. And if you did build a show, successful show just on Facebook, please come talk to me. We want to hear how you did it. <laughs> There's not a lot of people doing that. Well, if they do, then yeah. we want to hear how they did it. Let's hear, you know, I'm, you know, right. you teach an old dog new tricks, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're definitely open to a new tricks. Just uh, there oftentimes aren't that many. So, yeah, we're always on the hunt for something new that works. So someone asked, I first, I missed the first few minutes, but on comedy categories or thoughts on splitting it out. Hmm. There is going to be an open category next year. So maybe second question, thoughts on podcasts that makes us late, but haven't released a new episode in the last three, uh, uh, three, six, nine months. Doesn't matter. As long as they met the qualification standards. A spot, uh, Serial hasn't created any new episodes in how long, and it's still doing huge downloads today. Our only qualifying criteria was that you've created 10 episodes before the nomination period opened. That was the only criteria. Some shows got disqualified because they hadn't created 10 episodes before July 1st. So, you know, if we set the criteria that you've had to create 10 episodes or you've had to create an episode within the last three months, uh, I don't think there was too many shows that there might be one or two in there that haven't created a new episode. But if they're still popular, mm-hmm. not a lot I can do about that. So what new category do you think I should add, Rob, to the award? I know I need to look at your list of current categories and I can really make a, yeah, make they, a they follow because that's, that, that's the process that we've been going through with the podcast Academy right yeah. now is coming up with our categories. And I think we've, we've settled on it. We so, followed the bit. We thought this originally followed the original iTunes categories with one exception. There's yeah. arts, business, comedy, education, entertainment, games and hobbies, government and organizations. That's the one that's going to go away. Health. Yeah kids and family, LGBTQ. And we have an LGBTQ category because there never was one anywhere. Right. Uh, music, politics and news, religion and spirituality, science and medicine, society and culture, sports, storyteller, drama, 
tech, TV, and film. So uh, I got to think about where to put this. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the categories that I wrestle with a lot is the entertainment category versus yeah. TV and film. Uh, I have and, two of those. And, how, and <laughs> how that, you know, crosses over with yeah. comedy and things like that, yeah. too, trying to get that sorted out. That's just one of those categories or groupings of categories that can cause a little bit of confusion because they are a big buck, right? Mm-hmm. What's entertainment versus what's comedy? What's yeah. what's TV and, and movies versus entertainment yep. and comedy, right? So, you know, what shows go where is kind of a big buck. Yep. So, so we don't really, I don't judge the shows. If it looks like it's a TV and film show, if it looks like it's a storyteller drama, we, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty liberal there because we have to be to a certain extent. Those are big shows. Right. I thought I was reading, um, online, some of the articles that are coming out right now, and this isn't necessarily directly related to podcasting, but the, the whole Hollywood and, and the entertainment industry is in a, a little bit of a crisis, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and in what you're seeing with the movie theaters across the country, um, if things keep going the way they're going, um, I don't think that a lot of the movie theater chains are going to survive. I just think it's such a revolutionary time right now around content creation because of what's happened. Um, you know, it's really shifting everything over to the digital, you know, and now there's talk about the release windows, uh, for movies, um, that used to be 90 days. Um, they gave 90 days to the movie theaters to mm-hmm. release a, a film. Uh, now there's talk about pulling it back to like 30 days. Right. There's many of the movie theaters across the country that are, that are, you know, they're not going to open up. Right. I mean, some of them are opening up, um, outside of the U S but I just think it's an interesting time for the entertainment industry. And it also may signal a shift, um, over to, um, more content coming into the podcasting space. So it's more, more professional and, and things like that. So, I mean, it's an interesting time right um we've seen these online video stuff i mean we're seeing people doing a lot more with online it's almost like a you know this covid thing has created a revolution of digital content well like never seen before it's not only that they can't make movies right now that's right now, or and, frankly even even some tv shows right. can't be produced depending right. on how they're produced right and that would, so, and as right. we move into the fall, that's going to become much, much more evident. And right. um, I think that what we are going to have to, well, I live in a small town, and I keep saying thirty-five thousand people. And my sister corrected me a couple of days. She says there's only twelve thousand people in this town. Oh, okay. so, so that's you know that's a, even smaller, even right. smaller. And the and the yeah. town I grew up in is seven miles away, and it's a one-stop light town, and it's, you know half the businesses are boarded up. So, um, we've got one movie theater here, four screens sitting on about five acres of land. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a national brand or if it's just a mom and pop one. They're going on six months being closed. Yeah. Six months. What? Okay. If it's a mom and pop shop, and they've had, if they own the land and they own the building and they don't have any payments, maybe they'll survive. 
But can you imagine sitting on a commercial property in a mall? On a, with, with a loan payment on it too, right? Right. right. And, and you have, you know, you're expecting, you know, 2000 butts in the seat every day to be able to, to break even. I, right. I think this is, this is utter destruction for that segment of the society. And, right. but you know, let's, let's look at it from a different perspective. How many movies were you going to pre COVID? I wasn't going to many. So I was going to more because I was going down to Columbus and hanging out for a week and there was nothing to do, but be in the hotel room. So maybe I'd see one or two movies a week. Right. And if I go into the movie, it's 12 bucks for the ticket and you get a popcorn and Coke and you're $30 in. So six, that's 60 bucks in one month I've spent on movies myself, right. just me going and sit in my seat alone, watching on the big screen. Right. Yet I'm pissed off at the same time thinking I could have watched this on Netflix or Google prime and probably would have been happy to pay 10 bucks for the movie. When it came well, out. So before you keep moving on that, uh, the talk right now with Disney that they're going to start making uh, first run films available on digital, uh, yes. whether it be, I, I don't know if it's Netflix or off of their own platform for $30 a ticket. 30? No, no, no. Screw that. 30 bucks for digital. Do I get to own it after I watch it? I, I don't know about that, but. Uh, I think that the thinking is, is that it's going to be family viewing, right? So it'd be like, um, three to four people going, going to the movie theater, right? Sorry. 30 bucks ain't going to cut it. We're going to, we're going to wait at right. 10 bucks. Yes. Seven, eight, nine, eight, six, seven, eight, nine dollars Yes. On mainstream movies you want to watch, but otherwise, no, we're going to wait to that thing. Go, it comes out of production. Just like we have years past parent. Okay. I'm in a town where those of you that live in big cities and have big jobs and significant disposable income versus a community where I'm at, where people are making minimum wage and having a very tough time making, they have this much, this much budget left to do something fun they're going to look at that and they may have, they, they may have saved and took their kids to see this on the big screen and this experience. They get to see Cinderella or whatever right. on the big screen. And this is something to, okay. When you, went, did you go see star Wars as a kid, Rob? Oh, of course. Yeah. Never forgot it. Made me right. a lifetime star Wars fan. Star Wars fan. Right. Lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. Cause totally. I saw it on the big screen. It was this big, huge, dramatic, it was lines down, oh, down the block. It, it, it was, it, it was right. amazing. Right. So right. that is a, whatever age I was at that time that it came out, it stuck in my head. Are, right. It's not going to be the same experience home on the 50 inch. Or if the family doesn't have a big screen TV. But I, there's going to be a whole generation, Todd, that's going to come up without that experience. Movie theaters will survive because of the experience coming out of this it's going to be a rough hoe but it's not the same it's not worth thirty dollars seeing it on your seeing i, I got a 60 inch tv i got right. my internet speed woohoo woo it's 15 down 
right? <laughs> out in my country living place. And, and three uh, megs up if I'm lucky. So am I going to be able to watch this 4K production? Nope. It's going to be 720p. Right. A little cloudy. It's not the same experience. And same thing with people that are living in yeah. this town. They don't have $69 or $99 to spend on high-speed internet. They're paying $49 for the lowest broadband speed they can get. Well, Todd, the Disney isn't thinking about folks like that. They put their business models together, are they? No, they're thinking about, well, people are leaving New York, living in the big cities. They're thinking, but I think people now, if they haven't already... <clears throat> There is an exodus happening right now out of the bigger urban areas. Right. But I think now, more than ever, people are thinking about, my job wasn't COVID-proof. Right. What's going to happen in the fall? Are we going to go back into another shutdown? I think people are hanging on to every penny. They may have more cash in the bank if they're still working, but I think people are hanging on to every penny with the thought that maybe they're going to get laid off for three months again come fall. I, I, at this $30 is simply insane, Disney. Insane, insane. But anybody in the chat room, you're going to pay 30 bucks for a Disney movie for a first run film. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably come out in the first like two weeks into the, whatever theaters are open. If I can buy the DVD for that, it'll be, be available on Netflix or Disney.com. If it's on, if it's on Apple, I can buy it for probably for 20 or 29. Let's say if I can buy it and replay it 25 times. Right. Yeah. I buy movies on Apple all the time. And I wait for $5 deals to go on deal because little by little, my, I know my DVDs and VHS and all that stuff that is antiquated. If I can have a digital copy of it. I don't think Apple's going to screw me and I'll lose those if I do have invested money for, for nothing. But yeah, yeah, we can add surround sound and AR, but um, yeah. it's still not the same as sitting in front of that big, massive screen with the, with the Dolby, you know, all that whoop sounds that goes around. It's not the same. And you don't build lifetime memories of a series of programming sitting and watching right. it on your television. That's maybe I'm wrong, but hey, Todd, have you been following the the discussions around this new um, glass glasses device that uh, Apple's going to be releasing in the next? year i've got some glasses anybody want to buy the original google glass i make a deal on them <laughs> <laughs> right, they're 15 feet away in the locked up in the in the secure room if you'd like to make me an offer uh send me an email geeknews at gmail yeah i think they're great for <laughs> for watching content in the shower too right <laughs> uh-huh go ahead <laughs> <laughs> to think I flew to think uh, to think I flew to Los Angeles, stayed Robert in a Scoble, hotel. That? Yes, remember, st- remember stayed yeah. in a hotel and went to the Google Glass place and had an experience to get my Google Glass, right. which I used for a total of about twenty hours before they went back in the case and were never to come out again. Right. Yeah. Uh, yep. 
Oh, so Sean is right. A Marvel movie, I might pay 20 bucks to see that. But you know why? I'm but an adult. I'm an, I, no, I'm an adult. That's an adult movie. Am I going to pay $30 for a movie that I can, my kids want to watch and say, well, wait till it comes out on Netflix or on Disney Plus, but we're not going to pay for the, right. for the pre-experience. Right. You have to wait. Give you, learn a little patience, young ones. But as an adult, I'm selfish and I'll watch the Marvel movie that I'll pay 20 bucks for. Yeah. Well, let's be frank. That's how it's going to end up working. <laughs> <laughs> So it's the big franchise that are going to get the, get the buck, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Apple, what, what, what Apple does with the iPhone. There's a lot of talk about new form factor with the iPhone and then also, uh, um, these, these glass devices. Yeah. And it's, and it's supposedly going to connect to the iPhone too. So it's going to be just like the, the watch, right? It's going to be a wearable. The key, the key is, you know, I'm not a contact person. I don't, yeah, I get something near my eyeballs and I get weirded out. I don't think if, if I just don't think I could ever wear contacts. And plus yeah, if, I, if, I, a, if I, if I, if I, if I, then I, I, I turn ugly, you know, I look at this yeah. mug without glasses. It just, something just doesn't look right. You know? So the <laughs> glasses have become part of my face. So I'm going to have to have prescription Google glasses. Right. And if they're not or, stylish, I'm not going to Apple, Apple glass. If it's not stylish, I'm not going to wear it. These things right. wear not, they weigh nothing, weigh nothing. Right. And I still get headaches from wearing a battery in a right? processor and, and a charger and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Peter asked, what about dream glasses? I haven't heard about that. I need to go look at dream world vision. I have to. That's being it. Pull it up on the screen. What's it called? Dreamworldvision.com. Okay. So make sure I'm showing the right screen. Dream glasses 4K. Still, look at those things, Peter. They're massive. Yeah. That's, I don't believe that's what the Apple Glass No. Okay, maybe at home watching something, but you can't walk around all day with these on. How much is the Indiegogo campaign? Let's look at the Indiegogo campaign. Okay, there's there. Wow, there's some. I mean, if you go to Todd, if you go to Google and type in Apple glasses, there's a couple of websites out there that have some concepts, right, of what this like might might look like, right. Uh, Okay, so it'll be interesting, you know, for people to watch this show on their uh, on their Apple Glass, right? Mind unblocking us? Yes, I'm continuing with ad blocker, Tom's guide, because you guys always put pop ups in front of it. So that is even if that's the mock up, they're still ugly. I mean, it's 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 somebody's idea on what it could be, right? It's not what it really is. I mean, that mm. hasn't been. Okay. Shown yet. That would be like, ooh, oh, remember the, what was that guy's name? Kojak. Remember the glasses Kojak used to wear? Yeah. Yeah. It does look like the glasses Kojak used to wear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, but, dating, uh, I'm dating myself. 
but I can see these this type of thing getting some level of attraction. I mean, especially yeah, sure. from Apple, right? Hey, if you're if you're an Apple fan, you're going to buy anything that they put out. Right. You're going to chuck up another five six hundred bucks, no issue. So I heard that <laughs> these are going to be probably less. They're going to be probably in the 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 three ninety nine range. Well, that'll be the starter price. You want the designer right. glasses like mine with the thin frames, and it's twelve hundred bucks. Right. But what these glasses do is create an augmented reality yeah. type of experience, right? So you, you're basically looking at your iPhone, basically kind of like what you would in the car or whatever from CarPlay or something like that, but you're going to be able to look through them and see the, the, the world behind, you know, behind the interface. Right. So you can walk around with them and be able to see your iPhone wherever you go. And there's a lot of people, I mean, I posted about this Twitter account and I got a lot of people like going, you know, um, it's not a good thing having them because it means that people can't get away from their tech. It's always with them, right? Rob, we're that, 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 uh, I know, I know. that ship has sailed. That's right. That's, that's done. I oh, get I on an airplane that. now and they got re, free Wi-Fi and free Wi-Fi sponsored by Facebook, you know, come on right. <laughs> or whoever it may be. Right. I agree. Wi-Fi is going to be everywhere. Although it's, you know, we're actually from the United States standpoint, we're way behind. And there are many countries that are much more mobile, mobile savvy than we are. We are, it, it is, well, it is horrible. Well, it actually was way ahead in Asia. Oh, they still I mean, are. Asia's always been way, way ahead. Way ahead. Even in developing countries, they've been way ahead. Right. You know, I play, I know places in developing countries that there's fiber in the entire country. You can get 150 down, 150 up right. in the entire country, even to a shack. So, yeah. Hey, I have to ask, Rob, did you contact my friends at Audimute? To... I, I, I bought it from art.com. Actually, it's the canvas print. <sighs> okay. Now, I'm going to have to smack you. Well, I just. So how much was that? <clears throat> Well, it, it's it's not inexpensive, but you would at least had some sound conditioning in your room. Well, that, that, uh, that provides a little bit of sound, uh -huh. but it's not that big. It's only six square. Where that one, I think, is twenty four, right? Uh, maybe bigger than that. So, how much sure. did that one that was on the wall cost? Uh, I think it was thirty nine bucks. Yeah, the sound conditioning panel wasn't thirty nine dollars. But you know what's kind of cool there is. You should, uh, we should be able to put that up for sale so people could buy one. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but we, we really it's want you. It's kind of like to, another sticker, right? What we, stick it on your wall. Yeah, what we really want <laughs> you to do, though, is go to automute.com, which is the one that did the sound conditioning in this room, and buy. See, for those of you podcasters, let me, let me do a little sponsor thing here. And this is really not a sponsor thing. <laughs> but you can get your album art. Put on a panel, a sound conditioning panel. Yeah, flip that around so you can see. So th there is a sound panel. Yeah, sound it. panel behind it, but you can get your right. stuff printed right on the front right. and and used. And it's got quite the good detail. I've got a bunch of these throughout the studio here. Um, I don't know the exact price. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, maybe not that much, but if you look at the panels behind me, it's got, 
you see dark, dark green at the top and light green at the bottom. You can do a shading. Um, I've got panels over here, panels over here. This whole room was probably, this room's cheaper than the green screen room. This room probably was about six, seven, maybe $1,000 to do the whole room. Probably 1000 bucks to do the whole room. Hey, Todd, I have a little bit of a, of a secret I uh -oh. want to tell you about uh, Wednesday's show. Oh. You know, the one that we did for Podfest? Yeah. Um, my background wasn't the. No. <laughs> it was a green screen. Oh, you did a green screen on the, on the show on. I wasn't even paying attention. Well, it, it's the same. Right. It was the same background that was, right. that was there. I just took a picture of my background and, and, and put a green screen behind me and superimposed it. And I added that, that the new media show image right. to that, that was bigger than that. So if you remember, let, let me, I had three, three pictures across the screen. All right. Let's let us look. <laughs> uh hang on here where, where the hell did i put it oh there so it i is. was playing around with green screen oh we can't see yeah can we, you can't hang right on, there the left oh so that was that was pretty good <laughs> that was actually a green screen background right oh uh-huh not today though it's definitely the well, aspect is different right this So you can see the, the new media show logo that was on the screen. It's getting cut off. Yeah. In this view, because it, that's the way the software recorded it, but right. huh? Okay. Well, that was cool. Yeah. So you can place yourself someplace you're not now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty tricky, huh? It's kind of cool. Oh shoot. Just killed that. Well, my thought was I could, I could display things behind me if I right, wanted to. So right. if I had a presentation or something like that, I can I could display things in a green screen type of experience yeah. behind me. Well, it's gotten it's gotten pretty slick, and they, it's, you don't need a green screen to key either. That's the that's the the interesting thing. Oops. Yeah, no, that's right. So, so let's uh, see I'm, here. Okay. Uh, Sean says, "Just why I need an easier way to stare at my phone," and. <laughs> And Sean says, U.S. is too big geographically and spread out. I'm not sure what that exactly was in reference to that we were saying. But, so anyway, we, you know, we we went kind of crazy circle here talking about the podcast awards and sites and ranting a little bit. But um, I, yeah. I think, I don't know about you, but it's just like, I really didn't have enough time off. I, I need more time off. I do. Well, I really know, I mean, do. What's, what's really weird about this. And I think it's, it's playing into what you're saying here is, and at least it's my own experience, just the sheer fact that we're not traveling as much and going to events yeah. is really kind of, you know, it, it, it's a big change. I mean, it's, <sighs> I'm tired. I'm really yeah. tired. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, but we're living completely different types of lives right now compared to what we've done over the last few yeah. years and it's it's in, a, in my opinion it's not healthy it's it's just as it's just as bad as this damn pandemic disease this coronavirus it's people are people are 
frustrated. People are lashing out. People are angry. This is why yeah. domestic violence stuff is way up on the list. Why suicides are way up on the list. People are just, just pissed. I saw someone post something the other day that basically said, I'm, I'm tired of this. If this, if the rapture was to happen today, take me home. And I was just like, wow, that's, you know, that, that's a big statement. Right. So. So Todd, I also noticed that the Google is, is in the, the path for transferring the Google play music over to yep. YouTube music. That's going to happen in October. Yep. Looks like. Oh, and podcasts are gone from that. By the way, by the way, we got this client mm-hmm. that says, we don't want you to talk about us publicly. Please ah. put everything behind your login. Talk to your podcasters. Give them this information. Please don't say anything publicly. Okay, Roger that. I'm not going to say anything publicly. Then, three hours later, I get two emails in my personal inbox. Okay, so I, I'm 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 under NDA, and yet I get two invites in my personal invite inviting me to participate in oh please keep this confidential in this new platform that's launching and then i got a hundred tickets coming into my tech support team saying what the beep is going on how come you haven't put any information out publicly about this Mm -hmm. i got this email what am i supposed to do So I sent a, sent a very interesting email Friday afternoon late. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what, I got a response. We'll see what Monday brings. But a little bird whispered on my Facebook page. Uh-huh. It wasn't even, it didn't whisper. The, the whisper was quite loud. Let me see if I can go find what that said on my Facebook. So when you say client, what do you... Uh, well, you someone to? Are you wrote a listening well, client. Or are you talking about a customer? We're talking about a company. A, a company. A company. Okay. Yeah, a big, a big, big company, who I happen to spend lots of money with every month. By the way, personally and my business. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so here, here is the here is the thing I said on my Facebook page. I basically reiterated what I just said a minute ago. I said, uh, um. I said, client, please keep secret what we're doing and only post your podcasters on your internal site. Me, Roger that. Client three hours later appears to be emailing every podcaster on the planet. James Cridlin comments, that client will find that website address in a popular podcasting newsletter on Monday. And that client will also wonder, also wonder whether ignoring my emails was the best plan for them. They're not handling this very well. (laughs) And you guys started it. It's your guys' fault. It's your guys' fault. fault. It's your fault. Oh, I wasn't sure who you were talking about. uh... Right. And and I saw, I saw Rob Walsh's three posts on Facebook. Uh Uh-huh. Right addressing those exact emails yet i'm under nda right. and can't say anything about this wow uh, 
can I say? What so would you I like say? to would you like to mention who the client is, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everybody knows it. It's the Amazon, right? Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> I know. I agree. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's it's a uh, it's a slippery situation. But hey, my hey, the new media show got invited public uh, private email, and uh, Geek in the Central got invited private email. Podcast Insider got invited private email. Every, every podcast I'm associated with got a private email to ask it to stay confidential. But please come over to this link. <laughs> Walking a fine line. Have it, have any of you gotten an email that are listening right now? Have you got an email from you know this confidential email? Yeah, they haven't they haven't really launched. So it's this it's the desire on the part of, of building the catalog before they they open it up. Great. Announce it. Right. Fine. Make the public announcement. Be done with it. It's the cat's out of the bag. The cat was never well, in the bag. No, I know. I it's, agree with it's you. It's fine. It, it's yeah. It's politics <laughs> inside the company. Right. It's, and they were warned that this was this was gonna happen. So we're just trying to mitigate it as best we can. I don't, yeah. it's good. Podcasters add your shows. We want you right. to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the cat is out of the bag. <laughs> right. And they, and they actually know. Obvious. It's obvious. For sure. Right. So, so what it what it a, what it what it was was our strategy of going to the hosting providers is too slow. It's not happening fast enough. That's my speculation. Um, I don't know about that, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think that they want to have a complete catalog. Right. It's simple, yeah. and actually, in a let's just hypothetically. I have 1.35 million shows. My my entire Blueberry infrastructure is on Amazon. It's on AWS Cloud. The entire thing. And I've got this cool thing called an API. And and you get a username and a password and you make a series of API calls and we send you 1.35 million podcasts. But But that's not how they want to do it. They want to do it where the podcaster opts in. Oh, I know that. Sure. So that's 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 how we advise to do it, right? Because right. then the podcaster knows that they're there. That's right. Can start promoting them, right? Yeah. So it's it's good think, for do, them. Do and you it's think? Good for the do you think? To know pod, who's, do you think podcasters largely would have cared if they're on pass through that their show is listed over on that big conglomerate? think most want to be over there right yeah so yeah and there's a few other that may not others well no i'm just saying there's a few more that are coming in the future right um, yeah. these big platforms um but it 
Todd, this takes us back to something we talked about <laughs> um, two episodes ago, right? It's still continuing to be talked about. That's, that's right. It is. We, does, we started something. Do podcasters need to get a royalty payment for inclusion in these big platforms? Yes. It's amazing so, how we, we, what, we, we dropped the turd in the middle of the street and <laughs> all the flies came flying. Oh, it's been there and they're running. And of course, Dave, he, he came up with his philosophy that none of it, we'd get a few pennies out of this. Right. Dave did. And, and Gordon Firemark, who's a copyright attorney, yeah. does a podcast too. He, he's jumping in the, you know, James Cridlin's jumping on this. Don't be surprised if there's going to be articles more articles coming out about this oh really i don't know where it's going Todd. i don't know where it's going i mean is this something that you think is going to get late i don't know we'll see no it, it 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 would be it would be difficult for everybody involved to pull this off in the short run uh, someone's asking, was my show the show that was cheating? <laughs> oh, they're calling you out. Oh boy. Yeah. So what did you get from, what are they posting it in the, in the Some, thread? Someone, no, they sent me an email. They can't believe their show wasn't nominated. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, people always want to know. Um, uh, another show asking me. Were they watching this show? Yeah, uh, no. Someone saw my tweet about it. Oh, I see. <clears throat> well, next week is the big week for uh, Podfest Global Summit. So yep. That's, that's something that. How they've been doing num numbers wise? From what I've seen in um, in the app, the Wuva app, they they've got like. I think there's like 2,000 people that are participating in it so far. Can you actually? Oh. But that's spread. What happened la last week was kind of like a was their preview right week right. Next week is when it actually um, the the whole event really goes fully live. Mm -hmm. But I've I've seen as many as 2,000 people in there at any given time. They've got like 600 people talking in there and how many talkings? Like 600 people that yeah. are involved in conversations in the app. Right. Uh, they've had so far, looks like they've had, um, about 14,000 comments back and forth among the, the attendees mm -hmm. and all sorts of kind of like, uh, discussion groups that have, uh, spawned in the app and that people are talking to each other. And this is a, this is the same type of strategy that, um, podcast movement is doing as well right now with their app. They right. have, right. So they're trying to drive people a little bit away from Facebook 
into their own app experience. And to some degree, that's what that's what Chris is doing here with Podbeth. So we're pulling people off of the web and getting them into apps. Right. So that's happening more and more. Well, I couldn't get into the app. Uh, I, couldn't, couldn't? I could never find that link. They tried to get me, send me to Inventbrite to sign up, and there was no promo code place to put anything in. Oh, it's at the top of the page. Okay, so let me go back to your email because I'm going to show you what I'm what I see, and maybe you can show me where I went wrong here. Let me see if I can find your email. Crap, which one is it? This. Thought I can get you a ticket. If- yeah, well, let me go and show you what I was talking about here. And all right, so okay, so let me show you this screen. Where is it? There's tickets. Okay, click on tickets. Yeah. And up in the upper left hand corner, it says enter promo code. <sighs> Blind as a bat. All right, awesome. <laughs> Do you have a code? Yes, I have a code. <laughs> okay, good. Just type it in there. Well, yeah, no. had, uh, don't, don't don't feel bad because I've had many. I've got a batch given away, but um, I, I've had a lot of people give me that same question. It's like I couldn't figure out where to. Yeah, it's code. just right. usually like it's just hanging there in a, you know, in a. Yeah, you usually click on one of the tickets and it goes to a <laughs> promo code thing that you enter, right? Oh, there we go. Isn't that beautiful? It oh worked. my god, it worked. <laughs> let me let me go ahead and check out now. Yeah, cuz I didn't see your 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 full profile in the app. So no, I couldn't find it. It was I, I couldn't figure out how to cuz I wasn't paying a thousand bucks or 900 or whatever it was to <laughs> uh, You're not going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh where are we at on time oh we're 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 there yeah we're at the bottom of the hour holy cow that's uh we, i think we covered a lot of a, a lot of ground and here's the so you guys just got a little insider baseball stuff about the podcast awards at the end we talking about some emails that come in right no matter what you do People are going to be pissed off. There's going to be a segment of folks that are going to say, how is it possible? Are you talking about the awards? Yeah. How is it possible that I did not get nominated? I have a big audience. Well, there's a lot of listeners participating. And really what it is, is the the podcasters that engage their audiences to get in and nominate their shows. And that's all it's about is what we're proving here is that you are able to engage your audience again the people's right. choice podcast awards not Todd's choice not rob's choice it's the people's choice and so you you're engaging your listeners to come to the website and spend about five minutes right. to register and to nominate your show and submit that and what we have found over the years is that oftentimes the bigger the show the less amount of engagement they have. And that's just some, and and don't, don't shoot me. It's just, it's just what we've learned over the years. And this is why in the end, when we're done with the awards and after everything is done, voted on, 
you're going to find that the shows that end up winning are oftentimes not the biggest shows. It's the shows that have the biggest engaged audience. Right. The fan base. The The, fan bases. And we're willing to do, do stuff to support the show. Right. Right. And, and it's, and we try to make sure that when we do, we, when we select these 5,000 random listeners, we try to make sure because we have, we know how they have nominated. We try to make sure there's equal weighting. So in other words, the show that let's say got the highest number of nominations in the arts category, there isn't a predominance of those same people. They get to vote. Right. Cause if, if I, if let's say for example, 4,000 people, let's just know, let's use the number 5,000 people nominated the number one show in arts. It would reason that that show would of those 5,000 listeners that we pick, there would be more of those folks. But we, the way we do it is we, we look at the weighting and then we, we apply, well, basically an equalizer on that so that I don't end up with a predominance of shows that did the same nominations for that particular show. That way we get an even spread of people that come in and actually do the final voting. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because I don't want that show that have a, a you know, we got to make sure there's an even spread. And again, we do it across all voting. It's not just that show. So there'll be people that get to vote that didn't nominate any of the top 10. So. Right. Well, Todd, Todd, do you know that we're both in the, uh, the podcast awards business? <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck, Rob. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good luck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Everyone. Uh, I'm Todd at blueberry.com at geek news on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter as well at Rob Greenlee. And that's with four E's. <laughs> if you have any comment. What's that done? Yeah. With four E's. You got corrected the other day. I did. I did. And then, um, I can, you can send me an email too, if you want to, um, Rob G at lipson.com and happy to answer your question um about podcasting or if you have a comment for the show and we'll we'll bring it to the to the program but uh next wednesday just let everybody know dan frank going to be joining us to talk about his world's largest uh, virtual um podcast movement event that's coming in here in october so he's going to tell us all about that uh competing world's largest right right in the middle of chris's world's World's largest Yeah, should be fun. Uh, hey, PodFest again next week. If you haven't got a ticket over there, um, yeah. make sure you get over. It sounds like, Rob, you've got some free tickets to PodFest. So if you want a free ticket, there's your, there's your ticket to a free ticket is, uh, is RobG at Libsyn.com. Well, actually, they do have free tickets. Oh, so, I mean. I so mean, it's not like you're giving away free tickets. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I did have some <laughs> okay. premium tickets. Uh, oh, some premium away. tickets. Right, right, oh. right. So I had, anyway. I had something happen to, just before we go, I had something happen on my show last show where someone was on my show and made a pun that only a few people would understand. And I put out a $20 bounty right. for people to someone to respond to that email and say, I know what he was ready referenced. We ought to come up with some fun pun thing here in the show to do too. So anyway, so any, any new, uh, stickers come in? No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, nothing new has come in. The last one was from uh, Kate and Taylor, and actually, I've got to get her care package sent back out 
We do want a sticker of the show. I've got a, I've got a bunch of them though. We can uh, let me see here. If you want a new media show sticker, if you want a Geek News Central sticker, we're going to send a whole bunch out. But if you want a new media package, send us uh, send us one of your stickers. We'll send you a couple back. And the address to get give a sticker, get a sticker. You'll go on our sticker board and um, and be there in prominent display here in the new media. Uh, production studios and uh anyway everyone thanks so much for being with us we'll see you next time here on the new media show take take care bye bye